ಬೋಧನಾಂದನ ಬ್ರಜ ಜನರಂಜನ ಯಶೋಧನಾಂದನ ಬ್ರಜ ಜನರಂಜನ ಜಮುನತೀರ ವನಚಾರಿ ಜಮುನತೀರ ವನಚಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare
Jaya Jaya Prabhu Pad Prabhu Pad Prabhu Pad Jaya Prabhu Pad Jam Vishupad, Paman Sabarika Chaya Sota Sadashi Srimat, Abhaychanar, Vinda Bhaktivedan Samishrupada Ki. Jam Vishupad, Paramham Sabarika Chaya Sota Sadashi Srimat, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Srirapopada Ki. Gantara Srimad Bhagavatam Ki. Jai Gorpamanandi. Hare Krishna. So we're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, 7th Canto. Second chapter, Hiranyakashipu, the king of demons, verse 61. Shri Narada Uvacha Iti Daitya Pater Vakyam Diti Rakarnya Sasnusha Putra Shokam Shanatyaktva Tatvichittam adharayat Iti daitya pater vakyam Ditir akarnya sasnusha Putra shokam shanat tyaktva Tatvichittam adharayat Iti daitya pater vakyam Diti akarnya sasnusha Putra shokam shanat tyaktva Tatva chittam adharayat Iti daitya pater vakyam Diti akarnya sasnusha Putra Shokam Chanatyatva Tatva Chitta Maharayat Iti Daitya Pater Vakyam Iti Akarnya Chasnusha Tatva Chitta Maharayat Mataji's Shri Narada Uvacha Diyakarnishastusha Srinārada uvācha iti daitya pater vākyam diti rākarna sasnusha utrasokam tanātyaktva 
tattvichittam hadarayat Srinārada uvāca iti daitya pate vākyam iti rākarnyasasnusā putra-śokam śanātraktvā tattvichittam adhārayat Shri Narada Uvacha, Shri Narada Muni said, Iti, thus, Daitya Pate, of the king of demons, Vakyam, the speech, Diti, Diti, the mother of Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyaksha, Akarnya, hearing, Sashnusha, with the wife of Hiranyaksha, Putra Shokam, the great bereavement for her son, Hiranyaksha, Kshanad, immediately, Tyaktva, giving up, Tatve, in the real philosophy of life, Chittam, hard, Adharayat, engaged. Translation and purport by Stivangesh A.C. Bhakti Vedanta Swami Sharapopad. Srinarada Muni continued, Diti, the mother of Hiranyaksha, Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyaksha, heard the instructions from Hiranyakashipu along with her daughter-in-law, Rusha Bhanu, Hiranyaksha's wife. She then forgot her grief over her son's death and thus engaged her mind and attention in understanding the real philosophy of life. Purport. When a relative dies, one certainly becomes very much interested in philosophy. But when the funeral ceremony is over, one again becomes attentive to materialism. Even deityas, who are materialistic persons, sometimes think of philosophy when some relative meets death. The technical term for this attitude of the materialistic person is smashana vairagya, or detachment in a cemetery or place of cremation. As confirmed in <coughs> Bhagavad Gita, four classes of men receive an understanding of spiritual life and God. Artha, the distressed, Jigyasu, the inquisitive, Artharthi, one who desires material gains, and Jnani, <coughs> one who is searching for knowledge. Especially when one is very much distressed by material conditions, one becomes interested in God. Therefore, Kunti Devi said in her prayers to Krishna that she preferred distress to a happy mood of life. In the material world, one is happy, one who is happy forgets Krishna or God. But sometimes if one is actually pious but in distress, he remembers Krishna. Queen Kunti Devi therefore preferred distress because it is an opportunity for remembering Krishna. When Krishna was leaving Kunti Devi for his own country, Kunti Devi regretfully said that she was better off in distress because Krishna was always present. Whereas now that the Pandavas were situated in their kingdom, Krishna was going away. For a devotee, distress is an opportunity to remember the Supreme Personality of, God, personality of Godhead constantly. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the seventh canto, second chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled Hiranyakashipu, King of the Demons. 
ओम ज्ञानतिमरंदनाशलाकया चक्षुर्मिलत तस्म श्रीगुरवे नम जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवासादिगोरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा सो वी आर एट द फाइनल वर्ड्स ऑफ दिस चैप्टर एंड दस अ वेरी अमेजिंग एंड सक्सेसफुल प्रीचिंग एफर्ट बहिरण्य कशिपू एंड there's something the chanakya pandit says it's very nice words it's a proper quote said in couple of times he said vishad api amritam grahyam amedyat api kanchanam nichad api uttamam vidyam stri ratnam dushkulat api and chanakya pandit says that actually one must catch what is right from any source so he said that we can take if you take a glass of poison but if there is some nectar you can still extract the nectar and leave the poison uh similarly you can take the gold from a filthy place and you can accept the truth even from a person who is lower in the social status um so here we can see that although hirinakashipu who is a demon actually is speaking philosophy which is very uh favorable to krishna consciousness and uh and um, very nice philosophy so very nice teaching that he he gave um <coughs> and actually it was successful i mean it helped diti and uh, hiranakshi's wife was daughter in law uh, <coughs> rusha bhanu so um that yeah that philosophy is helpful and uh, and actually it says that here putra shokam kshanat tyaktva putra shokam means the distress of having lost the son or the distress because of the son kshanat uh, tyaktva Uh, they lost it immediately so um that's the impact of um when the philosophy when when the right teachings are given is that the impact is very immediate very instant and that's what we see here <coughs> now propat gives very nice purport actually very amazing purport actually propat all the purports are very amazing and uh, if you break it down um and if you study them you can really get to understand the flow or the structure in which propas gives the purports um and so here another one of the amazing purports and propas is explaining how sometimes when a relative dies and all the family members become very inclined to philosophy and um and it might have happened in um in the families that you know and um yeah it's very it's very common usually it's quite a philosophical talk when people coming to home uh to mourn over the one who has passed away and there's some philosophy um because uh, death is a very is a very um shocking um phenomena you know it's a, it's a, it's a very strong reminder about the temporary nature of this world and um, and and um, and although we talk about it about how everything in this world is temporary and that everything eventually would perish uh death is a very very strong uh, reminder of it that now 
the body is finished. And so at that point, it's natural for a person to think philosophical, to think something deeper to life. <coughs> but then, <coughs> um, and we, we can see actually in, also in the COVID times, we can see how it was quite difficult for a lot of people. And that's when we saw all our preaching programs getting flourished <laughs> with a lot of people actually. So that's because of the smashan vairagya, what Prabhupada is explaining in the purport, is that when, um, when uh, the, the detachment in a cemetery or a place of cremation, so when there's a death or when there's an immediate danger, then, um, then there's some sort of a detachment, some sort of a philosophical inclination. And so a lot of people got inclined to understanding about the higher truths, about meditation, about God, and... Um, so we, we saw quite a lot of that. Um, we have, yeah, we have, uh, we have some, we have one, one boy in particular who, who um, not so long ago actually lost his father and, um, and he started coming along and, uh, and, and really asking, you know, why did it, that, why did it happen and, and, and just the way how the whole thing just turned out. Um, of family member leaving so instantly, uh, almost with no notice, was very hard, and it's very hard for a lot of people to actually grasp like what actually just happened. So, uh, and so yeah, many they have many unresolved questions, and um, and really, where do you go to ask those questions? Like, who can really answer you to your satisfaction? So they naturally get inclined to learning something about spirituality, something about Bhagavad Gita, <coughs> um, and even sometimes just visiting the temple, just to find some solace. And um, so, Prabhupada explains in the purport here, is that there are few people who actually are distressed. So there are four kinds of people who approach God four kind of pious people who approach God. And one of them is Artha, or one who is distressed. Um, and Prabhupada also talks about the other three, the Jigyasu, the inquisitive. Artharthi is the one who is after material gains. And Jnani, who is searching for knowledge. So, out of that Artha is the one who is distressed. And we can see that actually uh, many people, they come to Krishna consciousness when they're distressed. And uh, we can see even ourselves, we got inclined to God or to Krishna consciousness because there was some problem that was going on. <laughs> and we couldn't quite resolve it, we couldn't quite fix it with our own strength and ability. And so that's when we, when we seek out help that, you know, God, please help me. Or if you, if you know God, or if you have had some kind of a piety or some kind of inclination, then you'll seek out God. Actually, it's interesting though, because practically speaking, everyone goes through difficulties in their life. Everyone on the planet is Dukhalayama Shashwatam. So there has to be problems in everyone's lives, but, and everyone would go through distress, but not everyone comes to God. Isn't it? Have you noticed that? We don't have a, a temple room full of people who are wanting to hear about Krishna consciousness and Bhagavatam. Um, so we very few people who are actually interested. 
we obviously have many online audience, but it's still, still it's not that everyone on the planet is listening to Bhagavatam because they're distressed and that then they should seek out help. Um, does anyone know why? Or would anyone like to share? It's normal to go through the problems, yes. Happiness and distress. It's normal. Yeah, sure. That's a, that's a very common one. <coughs> yes, yes. Yes, okay. That's nice, thank you. Anyone else? <coughs> if problems are common, why, why not everyone seeking out anyone else? Yes, yes. Yes, sometimes they see devotees also going through problems. So, okay. Anyone else? They don't have the faith in God. Yeah, they don't bother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why Krishna actually explains here that there are four kinds of pious people who come to Him. Um, and that's in chapter 7, verse 16. And so in just the verse before, the verse 15, is where Krishna explains the four kind of impious people who don't come to Krishna, <laughs> who don't come to Him. So although they also go through the same problems, um, or they also have the distress, that they are also sometimes inquisitive, that they also sometimes want material gains, all the time they want material gains. Um, but they don't really come to God, they don't come to Krishna because of, because of impiety. You know, so one of them is, of course, that they, they don't really have sufficient faith in God. So here we are talking about the pious people, actually. And Prabhupada also explains here that sometimes one who is actually pious but is in distress, then he remembers Krishna. He comes to Krishna. <coughs> so that, that's the qualification for someone to become interested in um, learning about God or learning about Krishna. Um, so, a lot of time also Madhuri explained how a lot of time people are in so much ignorance that they don't see suffering as a problem. That they, or sometimes they don't even recognize that it's a suffering. <laughs> so, we remember our lives before Krishna consciousness for many of us um, going through or having all the bad habits and uh, irregular routines and uh, an extreme work life, um, bad relationships. But we didn't really see that as so much of a problem. We just thought it's normal, you know, because everyone is going through it and, and we are going through it too. So, what's new? Um, so therefore, the, the people who are in ignorance, they really don't know the difference between what is happiness and distress. And the, but it, it takes some amount of goodness to really understand that one is actually suffering. And many times when we, <coughs> many times when we talk about, when we are distributing books and when we are asking people to take these books because it will actually help them find the real happiness, people say, oh, I'm already happy. I'm happy. I don't have any problem. <laughs> and uh, one time I, I heard one devotee say that and, and sometimes I try to repeat that. He said, when, when people say that, oh, I'm, I'm happy. And then, and then the devotee said, um, your happiness it's like this building, it can come down any minute. <laughs> so, so, which is true, that uh, it's, it's very temporary, but, um, but they really don't 
they don't see it as a problem. Um, so some amount of material frustration, seeing that, that actually material life doesn't really work out, and that um, having some piety from, from this life and from previous life will allow them <coughs> to seek out some higher knowledge. Um, now, Prabhupada explains something interesting. He says that in the material world, one who is happy forgets Krishna or God. Um, and uh, that happens generally. In Australia especially, we know that life in general is pretty good. You know, things are quite stable. Um, government supports very nicely most all the citizens. Uh, people are generally nice. There's plenty of land, there's food, there's enough money. Um, so there's not really so much of a problem, you know, like in many of the advanced countries, even many of the advanced countries, they have problems with, you know, like safety and protection and um, a lot of inequalities, etc. But when you come to Australia, for example, it's, things are very good. And so a lot of time people, it's just no worries, mate, you know, she's right, <laughs> she'll be right, mate. So they don't, really have, they don't really see a need for anything higher uh, because life is just so good. It just doesn't, nothing really needs to change. Um, and so therefore, when it's good, when life is good, then, then there's no real need for God. And so therefore, Kunti Maran here is saying something very interesting. He's saying that, yes, because we remember you, Krishna, so therefore, let the problems come to us again and again. Uh, let the calamities come to us again and again. So, there, so then we can remember you. Now, someone who is a devotee, who, is, who has just become a devotee, maybe they wonder, what is this, you know? Like, we come to Krishna consciousness for happiness. You know? <laughs> and here is a devotee who is asking for distress. Um, so um, I, was, I was actually... Uh, listening to this one class um, by my spiritual master, and he was mentioning one point because a lot of people actually come to religion, or more, a lot of people come to God to come out of stress, to find some prosperity, to find some success in life. Um, and so, Maharaj was mentioning that Krishna consciousness is not a prosperity religion. And uh, that is an interesting point because um, um, although Krishna guarantees that He carries what we have and He preserves what we lack, or that He 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 guarantees the, that my <coughs> my devotees will never perish, is um, not necessarily guaranteeing that for the material body or the material assets. Um, he's, he guarantees the protection of the devotee's spiritual life. But a lot of time, the devotees might go through some material problems, you know. So, it's not going to be all good. Um, Krishna consciousness doesn't guarantee the all good life, all happiness, all peaceful life. Um, and so, therefore, it's not a prosperity religion. So, a lot of time, devotees do ask Krishna for their material uh, success but, or, or upliftment. And sometimes Krishna might grant it, sometimes Krishna might not grant it. And uh, so, yeah, so 
because Krishna knows that when devotees are completely happily situated, then sometimes they might forget Krishna. So sometimes Krishna does give some challenges. Um, and we, 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 we can notice that in our own life is that <coughs> when life is going good, our work is going good, our family is fairly okay, money is coming or, or, or health is okay, then Krishna is still there, but it's sort of like in our back in our mind, you know, like back in our heads, you know, like Krishna is still there, it's not like we have forgotten Krishna. But there's no urgent need to surrender to him. There's no urgent need to really seek out help. Um, but when we are in distress, when we are challenged, when we are challenging when situations, when we are difficulties, then we are really forced to depend on Krishna. We really have to take shelter of Krishna. Um, and um, Um, so, yeah, that's something that we can analyze in our own life, that when, that when we were going through problems, has been the times when we remembered Krishna the most. So, um, so now, so again, um, when we're talking about the distress here, when the Kunti Maran is asking for distress, um, you know, it's not that we are against happiness in Krishna consciousness. Uh, that not that we don't want devotees to have good health <laughs> or a good life. Um, um, and it's not that uh, happiness we talk about, you know, when we're preaching to new people, we talk about how Krishna consciousness is about inner happiness, is real happiness. But then once they're in, then we say, okay, now you have to suffer. <laughs> so, so, um, it's not like that. Actually, aim is not suffering. The aim is to remember Krishna. So, um, in this verse where Kunti Maran is praying for distress, and Prabhupada gives this amazing purport in the first canto, 8th chapter, verse 25. This is a paragraph, and it's really nice. I didn't want to spoil it, so I'm just going to read it as it is. The material world is certified by the Lord in the Bhagavad Gita as a dangerous place full of calamities. Less intelligent persons prepare plans to adjust to those calamities without knowing that the nature of this place is itself full of calamities. They have no information of the abode of the Lord, which is full of bliss and without trace of calamity. The duty of the sane person, therefore, is to be undisturbed by worldly calamities which are sure to happen in all circumstances. Suffering all sorts of unavoidable misfortunes, one should make progress in spiritual realization because that is the mission of human life. The spirit soul is transcendental to all material calamities. Therefore, the so-called calamities are called false. A man may see a tiger swallowing him in a dream and he may cry for his, this calamity. Actually, there is no tiger and there is no suffering. <clears throat> it is simply a case of dreams. In the same way, all calamities of life are said to be dreams. If someone is lucky enough to get in contact with the Lord by devotional service, it is all gain. Contact with the Lord by any one of the nine devotional service is always a forward step on the path going back to God. It's very nice 
very nice paragraph here. Um, because a lot of time people, they're busy trying to um, fix the problems of this world, adjusting the temperatures constantly, making it just right, um, adjusting the work hours, making it just right, adjusting the relationships, just making it like perfect, trying to shape the other person, make it perfect. Um, but what they don't understand, what Prabhupada is saying in the Prabhupada, is what they don't understand is this world is full of calamities, is that you can actually never fix the problems. So therefore, <coughs> it's better to aim for a place which is free from all the calamities. Vaikuntha. Kunta means the miseries, and Vaikuntha means a place where there is no miseries. Um, because here in this world, the suffering is unavoidable. So therefore, Prabhupada is saying that one should make progress in spiritual realization because that is the mission of human form of life. Um, and uh, and um, so, yeah, so in our, in, our, um, in our difficulties, we want to be able to remember Krishna. Um, and, um, and that remembrance is actually a higher sense of happiness than the happiness of this world. So even the best, I remember one of, the, one of my initial days, very initial days of Christian consciousness, and I was going to Crossways, and I remember meeting Tirthapath Prabhu, and he was mentioning that the best of the material happiness is here, it's like here. But then this happiness in Krishna consciousness is like there. So, <clears throat> and that happiness is actually experienced when we are remembering Krishna, when we are in association with Krishna. So, when we are remembering Krishna, when we are, when we are thinking of Him, when we are praying to Him, um, we know that Krishna is with us. Um, there's no doubt. And, <coughs> and um, you know, when we are, when we are, um, when we are distributing books, actually, it's, um, it's not always easy. And so just to even distribute one small book, or one Bhagavad Gita, or one Bhagavatam set, you know, it's not easy. And we have to really pray. So we really pray, and we are forced to remember Krishna. And then when we are remembering in that, in that mindset, and then finally when someone actually comes along and takes those books, then you can see, and, and just the way how it all mysteriously turns out, we know for sure that this was Krishna. Like, like, it couldn't be anything else, you know. So, in that way we experience Krishna's presence by going through that so-called suffering or inconvenience where we are not comfortably situated, but we are remembering Krishna, we are praying to Him. <clears throat> and so therefore, you know, um, Kunti Maharani here, she's praying for suffering so that she can remember Krishna, so that she can remain Krishna conscious. Um, for us, we may ask for suffering, or we may not, but really what we, what we want is, um, is taking some voluntary austerity in Krishna consciousness that will uh, put us out of our, uh, our happy situation, as Prabhupada is saying, that uh, that she preferred distress to a happy mood of life. <clears throat> so, uh, we want a little bit of an inconvenience. We want a little bit of, uh, 
uh, austerity, voluntary austerity in Krishna consciousness, something that will put us out of our comfort. Um, and so in that way, we will be forced to surrender to Krishna. We will be forced to remember Him. Um, and that way, we experience Krishna the most. So, <coughs> so therefore, Prabhupada used to say that um, he always likes to take on the impossible tasks because uh, when you take on the services which are just so difficult that it's almost impossible for you to do, then you really have to remember Krishna. You have to really think about him. Um, it's like for me, giving this class. <laughs> I have to really pray to Krishna. I have to really remember him, you know, that Krishna, please help me with this one because uh, it's, it's out of my comfort zone. So, <clears throat> uh, but really when we, when we um, try to expand the mission of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Srila Prabhupada and, uh, and we are really thinking of how we can actually um, help them achieve how, uh, this mission of, uh, of sharing this uh, message of Krishna consciousness to every town and village to every person, then we are trying to aim for that, then it's, it's very hard. When we have a lot of books sitting, it's very hard to distribute them. You know, going out and chanting in front of strangers, it is hard. So, in that way we are putting ourselves in somewhat of a difficult situation. And that forces us to take shelter of Krishna, more, more, more exclusive shelter of Krishna. If we are just peacefully doing some service in the temple, with if we're just cutting some vegetables in the kitchen, which is also devotional service, it's great. It's also a very nice service. Uh, but generally in that, we are not forced to think of Krishna. Uh, you know, Krishna, please help me cut, chop this tomato, you know. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't really force us to remember Krishna so much. But then when we have to share this knowledge with people, we have to really think, you know, Krishna, please help me. Like, what can I say that will really make the greatest impact on this person. What can I actually say that will help him move closer to you? Uh, or how can I really engage him in service? So like that we are, we are thinking and we are, we, it's, it's an anxiety for a lot of devotees. It's an anxiety. Like how can I make this happen? And, um, and this is a great anxiety. So this is, this is the distress that Kunti Maharani is talking about. It's, um, it's um, taking the distress of, uh, of uh, or austerity or pain of um, um, of of how can we how how can we continue our service and how can we expand this service for ourselves and for others and uh, and in that way we can um, always remember Krishna and then we can see Krishna's reciprocation Krishna's hand in our life. So with this I will finish and uh, see if anyone has any questions or comments. Oh, corrections. <clears throat> Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Hare thank Krishna. you for the nice class. Um, you said that little faith is needed to start Krishna consciousness, but sometimes we see in some, um, Harinam Sankirtan, some people, they don't know anything, they don't have any faith, but still they don't even have any distress, but they're so eager to join Krishna consciousness. So how can we understand this? Yes, it's a good point. Um, so although they don't have, although they might not, Okay, so the question is, 
that sometimes we see people join us in Harinams. They're singing with us, uh, and in that way they're engaging in some Krishna consciousness, but they don't necessarily have faith. So, because we discussed about how they require some amount of faith before they can actually participate. So, but they don't seem to have any faith, and also they're not really distressed, but they're still happy to join in. So, what about that? Actually, um, what they're really doing is they're really buying the enthusiasm of the devotees. And um, it's, it's rubbing off on them. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> and uh, for a lot of people, for a lot of devotees, like a lot of time people actually even take books. You know, they take books and many times people say, I don't even want the book, you know, like I don't even know why am I taking the book, you know. But they still take the book. And they still give you money for it, you know? and uh, they're not—they're not looking for the knowledge. They're not looking for book, and they're not—they're definitely not looking to pay for it. And they still get it. Why? Because the devotees are just so enthusiastic to want to share something of value. Um, and uh, although they don't see so much the book, they see. Many times they tell devotees, "So I'm—I'm I'm not getting these books because I really see the value in it, but I'm getting this because." you look like a nice person. So it's the same thing for Harinam, that they're not really getting the mantra because they think it's the transcendental names of the Lord, but they're taking it because the devotees are just so happily chanting. And they can see that their happiness is higher than what they are experiencing after a can of beer or whatever. And so they can, so they can see that, yeah, that's a higher form of happiness. Let me try, let me see if I get there too by chanting the same way. So, yeah, they're really buying the enthusiasm of devotees. And so, that's why it's very important for us when we are presenting this philosophy or this mantra, that we're actually happy, and they're actually enthusiastic. Because most of the time, uh, although they are distressed, although they have a lot of problems, uh, they don't acknowledge that, but they take it from you because, because you're just because you're happy, because you're just a nice person. So, yeah, it's okay. Thank you. Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank you for your nice class. I met one person, I was really shocked. Um, he, I was talking about Bhagavad Gita and he was interested <coughs> in talking. Then at last I thought, do you want to get any books or anything? He said, no, no, I got all the books uh, at Harinam in the St. Kilda Beach, a stack of books. I said, what made you get the books? He said, no. Oh, they were coming to me and they asked the books, I was relaxing, so I just want them to go away. I don't want to be rude to them. I just paid the money and I got the books, I never opened. <laughs> now he said he's them. going to open the books. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Can you elaborate on why do they get like that? Because you are giving your money and you don't know what the books are, yeah. just because they are looking. Yeah, sometimes devotees are very enthusiastic, they won't leave. <laughs> that was what, <laughs> until, until the person takes the books and gives the money. <laughs> Because first of all, there's a, well, devotees really want to give the books. Okay, okay, give me the book. Okay, now, now, thank you, thank you. They said, no, no, now you have to give the money also. <laughs> really, you know, like, like, please, like, you know. So, but, but then, um, so yeah, a lot of times people do take the books because of uh, too much enthusiasm of devotee. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, sometimes it's okay. But we don't want to fry people, of course. But, um, but yeah, if in, a, in a gentle, nice way, you push them a few times or you request them a few times and they eventually end up taking it. 
And uh, since the books are sitting there, eventually them or someone else will pick it up. So I always tell people that um, um, if, it's sitting my, if it's sitting in my car, you're definitely not reading it. But if it's sitting in your car, you might pick it up. If it's sitting in a home, you might pick it up. So if they take it somehow, and they, re they will read it at some point, and it will help them. So, yeah. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Um, I've got two questions. One is from Manmohan Prabhu. Okay. Uh, I think he's listening to the stream. And one's for myself. I'll start with his. His question is that, um, what to do if other devotees give problem to you, and how do we take it? <laughs> That's his question. <laughs> devotees are being merciful. <laughs> Giving the problems. Um, depends what kind of problem. Um, a lot of time devotees will engage you in services, which is also a problem. Um, it can be a problem. It's to for purification. Um, lot of, yeah, a lot of times the natures can be different. And so therefore, or, or sometimes there could be arguments, etc. So we have to see what's the common principle. So again, in the distress, we have to remember Krishna. That's, that's the, what Sparport is saying here. So even in the distress, when the devotees are giving the distress, we still want to remember Krishna and see what will please Krishna. So all the devotees may be giving, putting us in uncomfortable situations, but we should not try to fight back and just get out of that discomfort, uncomfortable position. But we should rather think what will actually please Krishna the most. So if that requires that I'm a little bit uncomfortable for some time, um, then so be it. I can, I can do some service in that and then I'll quickly get out and, and, and uh, act according to my nature. It, I mean, it's a, very, it's a very broad question, so really, it's very hard to answer, but that's, it's, it's important to, that, that's my understanding is that we have to re remember Krishna at that time and see what will please Krishna in that. Thank you. Um, and my question would be, you mentioned that um, you heard that you know, Christian consciousness is not a religion of prosperity mm. and that Krishna doesn't necessarily help us to give any material prosperity. Um, but then at the same time, you know, we come to Krishna, people come to God because they're distressed. Yeah. And so when we see sometimes that in other faiths, when people go to, you know, to other religions, out of distress, material distress, Externally, you know, after they, you know, go into that particular faith, they get all this material prosperity, <clears throat> they get all these kind of like, you know, wealth and nice job, or whatever, and um, and like that kind of solidifies their faith in that particular religion. Hmm. You know, so how do we understand that? Actually, everyone is receiving according to the karma. So of course, those people who receive are usually quite loud and and clear about, oh yes, I got this and this as the blessings. Um, but not necessarily everyone receives that, that's one. Secondly, when it comes to Krishna consciousness, um, actually we receive a lot when we come to Krishna consciousness. We receive so much that we almost take it for granted. Um, we think, which I think is normal, but like, having a nice place where you can stay, um, it's great for, for those who are full-time, but even others, um, a lot of time people waste so much of money behind the material comforts and, and luxuries 
there is so much of waste of money. So by just stopping to spend that, they end up saving and spending in the right direction. It actually makes them so much more prosperous. Um, also gives them good friends, gives them good food, gives them um, good music. So there's, lot of, there's actually a lot of gain received through all that. Um, but it's not that it's going to be always like that. That's what I mean by prosperity religion. That it's not that you're always going to be prosperous and everything is going to be good, that the food is always going to taste good, that the people around you are always going to be nice and kind to you and humble to you. you know, like, so they, so they, there is going to be times when things will be challenging. Uh, and that's there for all the religions, that's there for all the people. Um, but in that, we have, to, we have to learn to see Krishna's hand in all of that. Okay. Thank you very much. Grantara Shimad Bhagavatam ki jai Shri Prabhupada ki jai.